0: Hey. You guys still there? Yeah, no, it's me, Tommy. Always be booked. Yeah, we used to have a we had this podcast. We talk about cruising and who knows what else. Yeah, we're still gonna be in the mix now. We're coming back. It's gonna be a little different this time. Not too different, okay? It's gonna be a little more, what would you say? Maybe kind of put together and organized. Hopefully that's the plan at least. You never know. We do tend to go off the rails anyway always be booked cruise podcast i moved back to florida and as you're hearing this i'm probably in transit it's in that little uh transitional period whether it's unpacking whether it's getting things together but hey listen i'm calling this the 2.0 I'm calling this Always Be Booked or ABB 2.0 because I'm really, really excited about what we're going to do. There's a lot more focus. There's a lot more drive. There's a lot more clarity on what we're trying to bring to the table. Still might be a little bit of an acquired taste, but I am so happy that you're back. I'm so happy that you are along for the ride. So let's get this party started.
1: Are we back for another one, right? Hey. Bags are packed. Hey, Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We going in. Hey is the night before the cruising if i'm honest i ain't sleeping but even if i could i'd be dreaming about this weekend all the fun we about to have as we taking this vacation I'll always be booked on our way to embarkation because we know what's in store pockets and palm trees tropical sea breeze and frozen daiquiris oh please thank you sir yes i think i'll have another please don't blow my cover because i'm passing on the muster bring a lover bring a friend bring someone you just met it ain't snowing where we going and the good times never end here's the five more years drinking beers running Pierce, Thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter and the tears, but we just getting started out here. Give us a holler. If you're looking, you can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas. Getting hotter as we go. Cones and we united. So sound that horn because everybody's invited.
0: All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the always be booked cruise cast show coming to you. Not quite live from somewhere On I-95, headed south towards Florida from New York. That's right. we got a couple more days. My name is Tommy Casabona. I'm your host. This is the Always Be Booked or the ABB 2.0 project we're working on here. Uh, Again, we've been away a little while. And uh, I'd like to invite you to reacquire the taste for this show. Uh, if you're just tuning back in, yes, we had quite a history. We've been going since 2017. But I would say, and you'd be 100% right if we, we, if you'd say we were a little all over the map at certain times. But I think this is going to be a little bit of a rebirth. It's going to be a little bit of a relaunch to where there is more, I guess, uh, focus on the show and on the program and the whole entity that is always be booked in general. So I would like you to, to invite you to uh, check out our Facebook group. It is the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. Just check out the groups. Look it up. Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. Go to the groups. You'll find us. Uh, Instagram, Always Be Booked. We have a YouTube channel, Always Be Booked as well. A little common theme there. Always be booked. But for now, yeah, I wanted to, I guess, just to, I guess, talk about the next couple of days and I guess some show notes and some scheduling things. Uh, What we are going to do is release a podcast, two podcasts a week. One is going to be a show like this, like show you come to know and love. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be a better version of that. I fully expect it to be exactly that. And then we're also going to do another show each week, also free. It's going to be just a conversation. This week, we have John Clay He's the rooster. He uh, operates uh, an an outfit called The Ship Show. And uh, they have a great community over there. So we'll get into some details on that when we air that episode. Which is just like I said. It's going to be basically a Thursday conversation. It could be some dignitaries. It could be friends that I've cruised with. It could be people in the space who also create content. You never know really what you're going to get. I find that in my podcast consumption, what I really like is just, you know, two people kind of hanging out, having a conversation, uh, a, a, a genuine kind of, um, you know, the no holds barred, you know, it doesn't have to be controversial, but it just gotta be natural. That's what I'm hoping for. That's the goal. And I think, uh, John and I got off to a good start with that with, uh, the interview is recorded. You'll be hearing it in a couple of days. And, uh, by then I probably will be all settled in to, uh, to Boca Raton, Florida, the K compound, if you will. Very excited about the move. Uh, really looking forward to it. As I, To be honest with you, as I sit here, I still am in New York, but when I put this out, I'm going to hopefully have it set up to be uh, released uh, during, I guess, what would be the commute. Anyway, there is a lot going on in cruising right now, and you want to talk about just a generally a transitional period. The industry as a whole, as we know, has been through so much over the course of the last couple of years. And as we phase back in, and we're about a little bit over a year into, uh, the, the, I guess, what you would call a real resumption of cruising. Not a full resumption. I don't think we're at a full resumption yet completely at this point, but we're well on our way. And... Some of the things that you're going to have to see now that are going to, I guess, come online are, are the policies and procedures. When do we feel comfortable? Well, for the most part, the masks have been kind of lifted. Uh, you know, ideally, knock on wood, that stays the way it is. You don't want something else to happen, whether it's a variant. You know, It just was such a long haul and such a long road for the industry and all of us as consumers and, and followers of the industry that it was like, you know, when is this going to stop? Now, right now, we seem to be in a pretty good space. There is some momentum going, and uh, the newest thing is cruise lines that are eliminating the pre-testing requirements. Now, this is being done by a few cruise lines. I would expect probably by the release of this uh, this podcast more have added on, but I do want to cover and talk about uh, some of the things that some of these cruise lines are doing to, I guess, loosen up when it comes to testing. Now, they're also saying as they release this information that this is a phased out approach. You know, the resumption of cruising was a phased in approach. The, uh, you know, it. Eliminating of testing and hopefully eventually vaccination requirements, that's going to be a phased out approach. So let's get started with Carnival Cruise Lines. Carnival has eliminated pre-testing for those who are sailing on voyages that are five nights or less. If you're going to sail on a six or more night journey, uh, you do have to get a pre-cruise test, but they're giving you an extra day. So you'll have three days prior to your cruise to be able to do your test, to complete your test, rather than the two days that it had been. And that was a lot of time. That's big too, because that was a a little bit of a race against time. You got to order your test, get your test. If you screw it up, you got to redo it. So now you get that extra day. Uh, This whole policy is going to go into effect August 4th. So prior to that, you're still going to have to do the same thing, your tests, your two days, all that. Um, And, of course, this is for guests who are vaccinated. Unvaccinated guests of two years or older are still going to have to produce negative tests, but you'll get that three days prior to sailing window. Royal Caribbean, they're going to be pretty much the same as Carnival. Except they're going to start August eighth. Same thing with the five day cruises or less. This is going to go into effect. Uh, all departures prior will have to adhere to the current policy. If you're, if you're, like I said, if you're cruising between now and August eighth, you will still have to get a test and produce that test up to two days prior to your sailing. No matter. If you're vaxxed or not, uh, and no matter how long the journey is. Also in on the elimination of testing game is Azamara, the luxury brand starting on July 25th. So they were one of the first people to get uh, to As soon as the CDC dropped these requirements, they stepped in. The CDC said they're basically done. Like, you know what? You guys are on your own. Do your thing. Appreciate your uh, cooperation through our reign of tyranny over you and telling you what you can and can't do. I'm, ex- I'm kind of kidding with that. It was just, you know, the CDC was in a tough spot. I do give that. I do give them a little credit for that. We were very, very hard on them because we just love cruising. And I think just as much as, you know, not being able to cruise, I think our frustration, or let's just speak for myself, my frustration was with the fact that there was just so little communication going in. And I will stand here today and say that I truly believe that the ball got rolling... When certain cruise lines started threatening legal action against the CDC, that's when they were like, "Okay, what are we doing here? Do we have to actually respond to this? All right, let's do it. So they went from basically shutting cruising down to working with the cruise lines to now saying, hey, good job, guys. Go do your thing. So Azamara, starting on July 25th, very, very shortly after the CDC washed their hands of the whole, you know, I guess, uh, what would you call it? Just the governing of the whole process. They did away with the requirement that you would need to get tested prior to your cruise. Uh, There would be some exceptions. Now, the only exceptions that would be was if the governing entity at any particular port of call that you were going to might still have testing requirements and then the cruise line would test you but not because they want to just because if they listen if you want to go to this port of call let's make it easy let's get you tested and uh it is what it is all guests 12 or older must still be vaxxed up at least 14 days prior to sailing then you have virgin voyage's current ship that is under construction called the resilient lady and can we please talk about how appropriately named that ship is I can't think of a way it could have gone any worse for the overall startup of a cruise line that it did for Virgin Voyages. Can you imagine just starting, you know, you're, you're very successful. Obviously, Richard Branson, the whole, whether it's trains, whether it's record albums, whether it's private islands, it's airline, everything. Clearly, this guy does have a bit of the Midas touch. But at the same time, now you're trying to enter into the cruise market. And not only are you trying to enter into the cruise market, a market that's pretty well established, uh, the way doing things the way they do it. I've been saying it's a copycat league for a very, very long time virgin voyages decides to go in and say we're going to shake up the game we're going to do it we're going to take chances we're going to try new things we're going to do things to this industry that have never been done before and they continue to do so but here's the biggest trick we're going to do it during a worldwide pandemic in which cruising is not a thing it's not allowed so think about being put on the shelf for as long as they had at the beginning of their startup, all the marketing, all the momentum that they spent money on and all the efforts that they put forward. And now they get a shutdown and now they have to start the whole thing all over again. And I really, really do. When they have those commercials, I do get a chill when you hear we made it through the wilderness and that, you know, the resilient lady. There is no better. There's no better. Name for a ship uh, that is more appropriate to a cruise line under the conditions they were in. Now there has to be some sort of a documentary, there has to be some sort of historic uh, I don't know whether it's whether it's a paper written or a movie about what this cruise line has gone through. Uh, everybody, all the cruise lines have been just completely completely decimated financially, and you know, but I mean Virgin Voyages was really just trying to get started. They crushed it. Um, Anyway, most cruisers or sailors, they still want them to be vaccinated. Uh, They are able to go up to 10% of its capacity uh, of unvaxxed. They're kind of putting that in play. But either way, for its two current ships that are at sea right now, the pre-embarkation testing will end on July 24th for the Valiant Lady, and then for the Scarlet Lady, eh, who is you know stateside, it will end on July 27th. And we will see where it goes from there. Staying with Virgin Voyages, there's some really interesting PR action going on uh, for the Virgin Voyages Valiant Lady, they are going to host some episodes of The Bachelorette during a cruise in the Mediterranean. Now, this first episode is coming up right around the corner, August 1st. And I guess now what they're doing is two Bachelorettes. I had no idea they changed it up. Uh, The lovely Rachel Racia and Gabby Windy, along with a harem, of empty-suited men. Well, I I shouldn't do that. I'm giving these guys a hard time. I mean, there's got to be a certain mentality, right? When you're lining up. I I mean, I have a couple of friends that did that, and you'll hear about one of them in a little while. I'm literally making fun of men who go on the Bachelorette show, and it turns out that on September 7th, I'll be cruising with one of them. Stu is going to join me on the Scarlet Lady, uh, the OG of the virgin voyage cruise ships and uh the time flies man doesn't it but that's crazy it's it's a good it's it's really good pr i mean think about the cruise industry and its origins if there's one thing that took the cruise industry to another level people say it's pr what is it it's the love boat the love boat is uh, never has any tv show Done with a, I don't know, maybe Sanford and Son for junkyards. I don't know, but come on, at least it's in the top five. The 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 the, the impact that the Love Boat had for the cruise industry overall was absolutely incredible. And we're, uh, I mean, you're seeing it too. Isn't Princess? I think Princess is relaunching the Love Boat. I think they're looking for contestants. So listen, everybody's working together. And I think it's going to be amazing. So I really shouldn't be making fun of these guys. You know what? It's probably not a total disaster. There's probably a mix. You know what I mean? There's probably uh, a good mix of, you know, fine young gentlemen and some 'er ne'er-do-wells. How often do well? 'er Ne'er-do-wells. Anyway, that's a stolen stand-up comedy joke. Nirmal Savaramutu is the president of Virgin Voyages, and he's referring to the ship as a wingwoman. To the two stars of the show. We got a quote from him: Rachel and Gabby couldn't have a better wing woman than Valiant Lady, and we're thrilled to play a role in their journey to find the one. The Bachelorette has never been filled on a luxury ocean cruise line before, and I think fans will be intrigued and realize that the incredible experience we offer on board extends beyond the show. And you'll see when Disney came on and they started a cruise line or when it was Virgin Voyages just coming out, you know, you'd think that it would be hostile with the other cruise lines. But they actually get excited about this because really well-established cruise lines like Carnival and Royal Caribbean know that that advertising is helping them. You know what I mean? You're sitting there with your chips or you got your milkshake or a beer and you're watching TV, all of a sudden cut to a commercial. You see this really gorgeous cruise ship. It's Virgin Voyages. Look at all the bells and whistles they put on this ship. They make it look cool. You know what? There is a percentage of Americans and people all over the world that really just see a cruise ship. They don't even hear the commercial. They don't even know. Or they say, you know what? Virgin Voyages looks pretty nice, man. Cruising, huh? might be great, might be a great, it just kind of reminds them of cruising in general, and then they end up taking a cruise. So I think it's going to be very effective. Uh, In in an extreme case of coincidence, myself and, like I said, Handsome Stu, you may remember him, we used to talk about We had him on the show a couple of times. He actually did a couple of episodes regarding how to stay fit at sea, but he was on, I believe it was season five. He was getting all sorts of, I don't think it went that well when Stu was on. I think he got, uh, I think, I think they kind of played him a little bit or he played, somebody played somebody, maybe he played himself, but, uh, Kelly Rippa and Howard Stern, people like that were really kind of giving him a hard time because I think, you know, it's all drama. Uh, and he's got a great story about it. He's got a long story about it. And maybe we'll do that on one of the shows. He'll tell the story about his bachelorette experience, but you know, they kind of, they kind of didn't put him in the best light, you know? And, You know, they have their storylines. And, yeah, I know what you're saying. Well, maybe he didn't put himself in the best light. If you listen to his side of the story, you'll kind of see what I'm talking about. But we are going on the Scarlet Lady. Uh, Not sure of what kind of wing woman she's going to be for us, but I'm definitely expecting a fun cruise. And, you know, you guys will see. I'll include you for as much of that as I am able. It's only a four-day cruise. Here are some of the things that I've heard about the ship. And the cruise line itself, but I'm looking to explore firsthand. I want to talk to Tony too from La Lita Loca, because I know he went on and he reached out to me and told me that you know he thought I would love the the cruise line. You know what I mean? I definitely love a good um, a good set of specialty dining, and and that's the thing. He, what Tony was raving about mostly was the fact that you know there really is no. Main dining room. Main dining rooms on cruise ships, you know, closure is cruise ships, but the reality is they're mostly uh, set up like catering halls. That's not to say that they're bad, but there's, you have to understand how, how, how are you supposed to feed that many people of the same dishes? No, it's mass produced. All the, uh, the entrees are laid out and, you know, they just get, they, they just bring them out. Boom, I need a, you know, short rib. Boom, I need a salmon. Boom, I need a, you know, chicken cordon bleu, and they just run them out. They're made the way they're made. They're made quickly. They're done well. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say it's not good. I've, I've had a great experience on most of my main dining main dining room experiences. But the truth is, is that it is mass produced food. So you are taking a little step back when you're talking about quality. It's not as much of a made to order product as it is in the specialty dining. Now, the point here is that. There is no main dining room on Virgin Voyages and it is a bunch of, in essence, complimentary specialty dining um, opportunities for you. So I I think it's going to be phenomenal. There's an Italian joint. There's a vegan joint. There's Mexican. There's all sorts of like uh, they got the test kitchen, which is, you know, food that is prepared on a, you know, futuristic style food. So I'm definitely excited about the food to me. You know, I don't I don't see how uh, that's the one thing that most people are raving about coming off of these cruise ships is how well they do with the food. And again, there's a reason why these cruise lines do main dining rooms. There's a reason why these tried and true, I guess, uh, practices and policies of cruise lines exist. Why? Because they've been doing it for a 100 years And they've practiced and they know that this is the way to make money. So Scarlet Lady, Virgin Voyages, Valiant Lady, Resilient Lady, all coming in to try to shake up the game. And it's going to be one of the more fascinating, fascinating things to watch over the next couple of years to see if it's going to work out for them. Because make no mistake about it, they're taking some chances. So the food we talked about. Now, another thing they talked a lot about, and you see a lot of uh, advertising, whether it's internally from Virgin Voyages itself or from the vloggers that are out there, they talk about the wellness. And I haven't gotten into it yet. But, you know, I always like to do my share of wellness while on board cruise ships and I make it a point to make sure I get to the gym. Now, do I undo all of that in one fell swoop when I'm drinking by noon and then shoving, you know, pizza and steak down my throat until two in the morning? Yes, I do. But at least give me a little bit of the credit for trying. Early, you know what I mean? I get it going. It's so, I I feel so rejuvenated every morning when I wake up and I do my routine, which we've talked about, you know, the gym, then the fruit, and then the aft portion of the ship. Or if it's a Royal Caribbean, you got to go to the front because, you know, you don't want to get hit by a flow rider. And, um, you know, it it really, really does wonders for starting your day. But I really do want to, with this, whatever you want to call it, ABB 2.0, always be booked, the second wave. Oh, I like that. Always be booked. The second wave. Uh I, I wanna focus more on wellness. You know? There's only so much damage you could do to your body and only so much of a beating you can give your body. Now, don't get it twisted. We're going we're gonna to do some partying. I am absolutely going to have some fun. There's going to be lots of drinks. And I'm not even saying I'm even knowing exactly what this means, this dedication to wellness means. All I know is that I am going to try to dedicate myself. If this is something that I want to do all the time, if I want to go on three, four, five cruises a year, I can't undo every attempt at getting healthy in one week. You know what I mean? Three, four months of just hitting the gym, uh, you know, buys, tries, chest, lats, back, uh, eating right. Yeah, of course you have your cheat days, but for the most part, you're just leading up to these crews and that's what Always Be Booked, the theme of Always Be Booked is, is to be booked so that you have a reason to continue to exercise and stay healthy. The mistake was, is that we just undo the whole thing. As soon as we get on the ship. And then we have to start from scratch. And when you get off that ship, you're in eating mode, right? I'm not getting back on the treadmill the next day. I'm not counting calories the next day. No, that's a good two, three, four month thing to come out of. Typically, it doesn't, you don't come out until three months before the following cruise. And that's not good. So... I am going to share my journey through that. I'm going to encourage people. I'm, we're not judging people. That's for damn sure. I mean, we did it ourselves for how long? So it's not going to be any judging, but I am going to absolutely dedicate uh, or at least attempt to dedicate myself towards uh, retoxing and detoxing and being a little bit more, I guess, doing some more wellness activity while on cruise ships. So that's definitely, they say, the Virgin Voyages is a cruise line that is focused on that. You see it when you walk around the track, the track is everywhere. You got the uh, dumbbells. You have the, the, the heavy bags that you can box. The gym looks state of the art. The spa looks the same way. So I'm going to see what we can do. They talked about the juice bar and they talked about having some alcohol options in the juice bar. Can you imagine just, you know, getting ready for your two miles or three miles on the treadmill by banging down a uh, protein powdered mojito. I mean, is maybe it works, we don't know, we're gonna have to see, and then the uh, third thing the sex, okay? So, again this is an outlier this is a cruise line that's taking chances this is a cruise line that is not family friendly unless your idea of a family is just two people now you're hearing all sorts about the shows i mean there's dildos in the freaking rooms or something not really I mean, not dildos but there's lube there's sex toys in the room they i i heard that they bring um, you know a lot of sexuality to the games and to the events they you know to me listen i'm 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 a, I'm a I'm a I'm a gentleman who enjoys the company of a young lady, just like anybody else. But I'm not I'm not a sex weirdo. I don't necessarily I I don't need like um and not that it's a, I'm judging right you know people who enjoy alternative sexual lifestyles. I have no problem with that either. Enjoy like you know I'm and I'm talking about like people who like to do things in groups and you know swingers and you know naked cruises and they, have at it. Enjoy yourself. But, you know, it's not necessarily my thing. But I am interested to see where they do go with it. Do they go too far with it? Do they cross any, uh, I guess, do they cross the line a little bit? Is this going to be something that is going to, I don't know, offend people? Because when we talk about it, like whether it is carnivals, comedy, whether it's the Quest game show, you cannot. These comedians... These cruise directors, whoever's running the show, they cannot be any more clear about how that, you know, if you're easily offended, if you don't want to hear foul language, if you don't want to see things that are maybe a little bit risque, they tell you over and over again, this is your uh, signal to leave the room. You're not going to like it here, but every single time somebody stays and somebody complains. And they say this is they saw it last week. A story came in on, uh, uh, somebody said something about Carnival. You know, the the comedy is just lewd and sophomoric. uh, Listen, that's why it's going on at 11 o'clock. If you don't like it, take a freaking hike, right? But I want to see how far they go, uh, what they try to do with this whole sex thing. They basically say they're very liberal when it comes to sex. I mean, come on, they're putting lubes in your stateroom. Uh, From what I hear, they want to give you a little bit of a, um, you know, they want to get in your head a little bit. You know, they have psychologists and psychiatrists and people that want to mess with your, I guess, what your vision or your viewpoint is on sex. They want to loosen you up. And I don't mean that physically. I mean that more from a mental standpoint. Guys, you know where we started. When we started this podcast, we were never the prudish, kind of like overly uh, socially conservative. You know, we like to have some fun. And we've talked about some things, and we've done the things. We've overshared, okay? But I want to see if this is going to be a sustainable thing. You know, a lot of people talk about it maybe being more of a, a more on the on the swingers' road type of thing. Uh, some people think it's geared towards more to toward the LGBTQ uh, community. Now, that would, all that stuff would make sense. Listen, if you're going on a cruise ship. And you want it to be a little freaky, and they're telling you we are a cruise line that A doesn't let kids on board, B has shows revolving around sex, and C, we're 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 putting sex toys and lube in your room. Come on, what are we thinking here? So yeah, there's gonna be some wacky stuff and God help Stu. Cause Stu, ladies, my boy Stu is what you young kids call a snack. He's you know, he's good looking guy and you know, Maybe, you know, you never know. Maybe there'll be some, you know, scraps he throws my way. Who knows? Uh, the crowd, like we just talked about, like we alluded to, I wanted to see who's this, who this cruise line is actually attracting. And well, we know that they want it to be a younger, hipper, uh, or maybe not, maybe not younger. Maybe that's the wrong word. But they certainly want it to be people who uh, have less inhibitions. You know, they want it to be people who are vibrant and maybe not young. Maybe I should say youthful, you know, and I'm interested to see in the the crowd, the crowd that they want to attract versus the crowd that they do attract. For example, they probably want to attract Stu. They do attract me. And uh, whether those are... whether those two things work against each other we will see but i'm very very excited i'm very very excited to go on this cruise it's going to be a good time and i got a lot of information from a lot of the cruise community it's it's it's, it was interesting because a lot of the traditional cruise vloggers or bloggers what have you creators they didn't know a lot of them just didn't really know nobody said they hated it nobody said anything bad about it but you could tell there was a little bit of like, well, we don't really know what to make of this. What is this thing? Like we don't, and I would expect that, you know, traditional cruising seems to be out the window with Virgin Voyages. I want to see what kind of entertainment they have. I saw one show that looked ridiculous and it could have just been that it didn't translate over YouTube. I just saw this one show that they did. It seemed like it was a big deal, a big production. They did it around the pool and, Whatever they were trying to do, it didn't seem like it was working. It just, again, I, I'm i going to see it. I'm going to take in a lot of the entertainment. This one is going to be for you guys. I am going to do a lot of, uh, uh, create a lot of content and, you know, I, I guess look for certain things that I can kind of let you guys see behind the curtain type stuff. Whether it's food, whether it's the, you know, the gym, whether it's the crowd, but the entertainment as well. I want to see what they're doing. I heard you know people you know that they, they really you know they take a shot they take a shot and you have to respect that now the other thing is now what would you guys say and how would would you guys judge me if i came home with a tattoo from virgin voyages if i went and saw the tattoo artist and said hey hit me up with an a b and b right where my shoulder meets my arm would you would you would you would you think a Tommy, you finally really lost it, or B, good for you. That's real commitment. That's what they call burning the boats. Maybe you might say that, but I'm thinking about it. I might get a little bit of a, I won't do the full logo. The logo is kind of like a little intricate to be able to pull off. Something nice and easy. Just do a a, a nice block letter A-B-B. Well, that'd be kind of plain, right? Just throw that on your arm. Yeah, you probably should do something with a little style to it. Maybe with a little bit of an outline. I don't know. I'm not a tattoo guy. I'm in my mid-40s. I've never had a tattoo in my life. I got my ear pierced. My dad made fun of me, so I took it out after the first week. I don't know. My dad just kept calling me Bruce with the earring on. I don't know what he meant by it. I don't know what he was trying to tell me. But ever since I got the earring and I'm walking around the table, I was like 18, 19. He's like, uh, he would just call me Bruce. When I had the earring in and I'm not sure what that was about another thing. And to round this section out, what I want to, I guess, look into when it comes to Virgin voyages is this uh, beach, this Bimini Bay, uh, in the Bahamas. I've never been to this Island. I've never been to Bimini. I've heard about it, living in West Palm and operating in that area for so long, you know, you do hear all about it. So, uh, they have the uh, Rockstar Beach Clubs. I think there are. I've heard I've heard multiple things. I've heard some parts of the island and the ship are a little bit exclusive, but then I've heard things where people say they were surprised how inclusive everything was. And again, we're not going to know until we get on the ship. But again, so September 7th to the 11th, 4 days. Going to Key West too. I'm very excited to go back to Key West. My only sad thing is I just love driving to Key West so much probably gonna not go back to key west uh in a car anytime soon if i'm gonna be spending this whole day in key west i'm excited i really feel like i got my key west sea legs under me now three or four trips over the last couple of years uh key west and me had a wacky relationship i wasn't impressed the first time i went i was impressed the second time i went then i didn't go for like maybe five years went back and fell in love with it all over again so I'm really, really excited about this cruise. What else is on the horizon for cruising? That's the first cruise coming up. The next cruise is going to be, after that, is October 15th, and that is the Pirates and Pier Runners Extravaganza. That's right, AJ, I used your word. Uh, Shout out to all the vloggers out there. I hear there's a big vlog cruise going on and uh i think it's february january or february i wish i could make that but i'm not going to be able to get over to new orleans after all these cruises it's just a, a lot of time uh away who knows listen should we rule it out should we definitely rule it out i think it's pretty much ruled out but we will see but that is a 8 day un 8 day if you're going to talk like a non moron uh from uh f- miami no fort lauderdale i'm sorry fort lauderdale on the beautiful magnificent allure of the seas and that's going to Labadee Haiti, Curaçao and the lovely island of Aruba, the crown jewel of that itinerary. I'm trying to get people to go on a hike with me, okay? I'm trying to get people to go to the top of Mount uh, something, George or something like that. I I there's a beautiful beautiful mountain and a beautiful hike. I want to do that. Like people are making fun of me, why would you just put some so much effort into a cruise? Uh, into a hike when you're on vacation you know it's the same reason i like to do the gym i just love it i just really love getting up there into the clouds looking over getting some elevation you come down the mountain and again the beer the drink the food it all tastes just that much better when you've really really gotten in a nice hike or a good workout that's just me though who knows Okay, Norwegian Cruise Line just officially took delivery of its newest cruise ship, the Norwegian Prima. A lot of talk about Norwegian Prima. A little bit of a different style of ship than Norwegian is doing. It's a different class of ships. They're gonna make six of them all day, and it just uh, the the first one just got released. And uh, Norwegian took delivery of it from the Fincashieri ship bar- shipyard. Anyway, we have staff correspondent Sandy in to talk about it. This is She's had her eye on this ship for a while. She's been looking at it. She's been pushing for it to be the next Pirates and Runners cruise ship. Well, that just might happen. We'll see. So let's bring Sandy in for a minute. Sandy is a pirate and a peer runner. She will be live with us on October fifteenth on our group cruise. We're really excited about that. We got a lot of things in the work. We, me and Sandy, have been talking and you know possible help with the website, this and that. So we're here to talk about the Norwegian Prima. As we know, it just uh, Norwegian just took a, a delivery of this beautiful new cruise ship. And Sandy, we've had a bunch of conversations about this ship, and I know you're particularly excited about. The, uh, you know, sailing on her. And uh, I guess we wanted to bring you in because I know you've been keeping a close eye. So let's start with some of the, I guess, vital stats of the ship. What are we looking at with this beautiful new cruise ship?
2: Okay, so there are a couple of different, some like fun facts that I found about the ship. So the first thing I want to say, though, is that it's basically like unlike any other Norwegian ship out there right now. You know, I've been looking at like some of the pictures. It's just, it's beautiful. It almost gives me like a celebrity vibe. The some of like the public areas are very classy, very um, sophisticated. So here are just some of um, the fun facts that I've found. Uh, it's a little smaller than the Bliss, the Joy, and the Encore.
0: Right. They took a step uh, back with <coughs> I guess square, uh, I guess gross tonnage, right?
2: Yeah. So the gross, uh, it's one uh, 142,500 gross tons. Capacity is only 3,219 passengers. And then I found out that it was christened by Katy Perry.
0: Wow. Okay. So Norwegian has been known to do that, where Carnival... A lot of times they're going to ram the ship with as many people as they can, staterooms on staterooms on staterooms. I've noticed if you look at Norwegian cruise ships, they they do have a little bit of a reputation for doing that, giving you a little bit more space, you know, when you're talking about the equation of uh, guests versus gross tonnage. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. All right, so Katy Perry, she's going to be – now what's going to be her role? Is she going to be on board for most of the sailings or no? (laughs) No.
2: yeah sure yeah she'll she'll be in the haven okay she'll be you know just just lounging at the infinity pool her and, and her and Orla- her there.
0: orlando bloom right
2: yeah did you know she'll that doing, you know yeah yeah of course
0: of course yeah silly me right i should i saw that the silly other me. day on a uh, podcast that they were dating and he got into a little bit of a tr- he got into a little trouble because i heard he gave a little bit uh too much of a friendly hug to billy eilish did you hear about this
2: no, I
0: didn't. See, you got to get up on the. You got to get up on the T. Come on, let's go, Sandy. I
2: Our, think they're. I think they're actually married, and they have a child.
0: Ah, uh, even more reason he should keep his hands to himself. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly.
0: Billy Eilish in her sweatsuits. What are we doing here? <clears throat> keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. So what's go? So what else? So the um, we got some quick stats. Do so the capacity is just over 3,000. Uh, three, uh, 3, That's definitely a little bit of a step back. I agree with what you said. It has a. Uh, Definitely a more modern feel, but at the same time, it does look like it's a little bit more on a higher level when you're talking about, I guess, um, maybe—I don't want to say we're going into the luxury market here or even the premium market, but it does kind of—it's definitely a nice step up from the rest of the Norwegian fleet, isn't it?
2: Yes, and one other thing that I wanted to mention, too, was um, they relocated the haven to the back of the ship— so that all the cabins and the suite face the water they wanted to make like the look of it they wanted to make it like the Miami waterfront condo building so okay that's, you know that's something a little bit different too
0: yeah i mean i guess uh, listen the haven to me i don't love any real ship within a ship experiences i don't necessarily have an issue with it per se but for if if you like it but for me uh, you know, I go on a cruise because you know I want to be in, in. I want to be in Gen Pop. I don't necessarily want to be whisked away to uh, an area where other people can't go. But that's just me. I got a feeling you would like the Haven too, right?
2: I mean, I probably would. Um, can I afford to stay in the Haven? Probably not. Uh, so I don't know if that would ever happen. But I mean, the area itself is beautiful.
0: Right. Right. All right, so talk to me about some of the things you've heard regarding dining.
2: Okay. So something new, which is kind of similar to the buffet, is they're making um, a food hall. So it's called Indulge Food Hall. So there's 11 different venues. Um, It's an upscale, open-air market-style eatery. What I found out was there is complimentary breakfast included in the cost of the cruise there's complimentary lunch with some um, upcharge items.
0: So what what are some of the specialty
2: dining venues? There's Onda by Scarpetta, which is that is a um, Italian seafood style restaurant. Then there's also it's called Palomar that is a Greek and Mediterranean seafood restaurant. Very nice. Then there's yeah, then there's also Cocos, which is a dessert spot, and then there's a Starbucks. I'm there's surprised. Both.
0: I'm surprised Royal Caribbean uh, and Norwegian both use Starbucks. I'm surprised they they're able to go across brands like that to where, you know, they're just I uh, it's usually a lot of times it's it's exclusivity. A lot of the land-based enterprises yeah. usually kind of commit to one ship. It's interesting. I always thought that was weird, but listen, I like it.
2: Yeah. Then there's also a new hibachi style restaurant. Oh, okay. uh, it's called H- Hasuki. Yeah, there's a new sushi bar, Nama. There's Cagney's, Le Bistro, Food Republic. F- oh, and then there's also, and then there's also uh, Los Lobos. Okay. Which is the Mexican restaurant.
0: Yeah. Okay, so they are doing a Mexican restaurant. I've always said it about Norwegian. I think they miss the boat when they don't do a traditional Mexican restaurant on board. I also think, like I said, they're missing the boat when it comes to uh, not really branding their own burger. You know how guys is Carnival and Johnny Mm -hmm. Rockets is. I mean, the, the burger craze is real. You know, you saw Royal Caribbean just basically heist the complimentary Mexican walk-up, fast casual, if you will, idea from Carnival when they put together El Loco Fresh. uh, And you were wondering when Norwegian was going to get involved at all in this type of a scenario. And it sounds like they have Los Lobos. It sounds a little more on the fancier side, though, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, and also what I saw, so when I was online, I was looking at some pictures. Now, there's not that many pictures right now because it hasn't even started sailing yet. But from what I saw, the Mexican restaurant is really like a fun, bright vibe. So outside, the, the decor is like a bright pink. It, I mean, it looks really, really nice. Everything looks really, really classy and, you know, just a little bit more upscale than your usual Norwegian ship.
0: Right. So it sounds like they're going from a, a classy yet festival vibe with the Mexican restaurant, right?
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: All right, cool. Any word Are they doing the um the 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 Moderno? I think it is
2: that I didn't see, so I don't think that that's going to be on this ship.
0: Really? Okay, we'll check in on yeah. that. But uh, that would be yeah. that would it's a pretty popular venue. That would be crazy if they don't have it. But I guess you know you can't have everything. If you're going to add all these new venues, you can't. You know, you, something's got to go. And the Food Republic. Right. Have you ever eaten at Food Republic?
2: No. So that's supposed to be an Asian fusion um, specialty venue. I've never eaten there. So, you know, I can't really comment on that.
0: I did. It was delicious. They do a lot of, uh, I guess, gastropub type things with, you know, they'll do like sushi, but then they'll also do Brussels sprouts. So it really is like <clears throat> a, a, a culinary journey at Food Republic, but it was delicious. I really enjoyed it on. I believe it was The Escape. Um,
2: oh, okay, nice.
0: All right, cool. So what else is going on on this beautiful new ship? Is there some uh, unique venues and uh, areas throughout the ship that people are going to want to check out?
2: Yeah, so they also added the ocean walk. Have you seen that?
0: I actually have not.
2: Okay, so that's a glass walkway um, that's over the sea. Oh, so so
0: it's over, over the edge of the ship?
2: Yeah, so I'm not sure if it goes all around the ship or if it's just on one side, but it's like but the the bottom is glass, so you look like you're just walking, you know, on the on the ocean. So that's pretty cool. Then there's also um it's called the Concourse. That's an urban art walk with seating areas. And then something else that's new is they're doing a three-story atrium.
0: Anything uh, regarding the entertainment have you heard?
2: So, yeah, there's a couple things for entertainment. The show that's going to be featured on this ship is I know you'll be definitely interested in this is the Donna Summer musical, which is a 75-minute musical.
0: Is that a, is that a you're an old? Is that a you're a really old joke or what is that? What are we doing? <laughs> here?
2: No, but I heard you like, you know, a disco era.
0: You did hear that. Yeah. You heard I like disco. Okay. We're going to have to check your notes yeah. where we heard that from, but okay. <laughs>
2: I mean, listen, that's something that I would really be interested in. I love Donna Summer, so I would definitely go see that. Then they also did, there's a few different bars. There's one bar that is, hold on, let's just look through this. Okay, so it's called the Metropolitan Bar, and it will feature responsibly crafted zero-waste cocktails Ah, uh, prepared with surplus ingredients as well as offer a fully sustainable spirits menu Despise and more this. than <laughs> and more than twenty biodynamic wines. So yeah. that's interesting.
0: That's exactly yeah if I, listen, if my wine ain't io demand de- whatever it is, I, <laughs> I, I'm not having it, I'm not drinking it. yeah. I'm just, you know, enough of the freaking, you know, let's just drink. We're out here to drink. We don't have to, like, put 19 different ingredients with the seven different procedures with the elements. And, you know, I don't know. To me, that's just a personal thing. To me, I think we got to calm down. Clearly, this is going in the direction of, like, the alchemy bar or they're trying to go for, like, you know, high-level craft cocktails. If this is what people want, I kind of, I admit it. I got to calm down a little bit and get over it. But really, come on. Let's like, who are we really out here? Do we really need edible flowers in our drinks? Go ahead, Sandy. I'm sorry. Let me calm down.
2: I mean, listen, I don't like those kind of cocktails. Those things really don't, you know, excite me. But, you know, I just like a regular spicy margarita. That's fine for me. But there are some people that like that stuff, you know? That's why we get
0: along. That's why we get along.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's that's, one
0: bar, the fancy bar, fancy schmancy bar. You have another bar, regular bar, maybe a sports bar? Give me some. Let's go back to Earth here.
2: So let's see. Yes, there's also the Belvedere Bar, which that's something new, Um, and that's Contemporary Cocktail Lounge uh, featuring crafted cocktails, so probably almost the same kind of feel, but that's just something, you know, that's one of the new bars. So it would be the Metropolitan Bar and the Belvedere Bar. Then some other new features on the ship are, there. you know, for people that, like, you know, thrill, there's the drop, which is a dry free fall slide with a 20-story plunge. Not something that I would do, but, you know, if oh, you're that I think I that saw. kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, that's off yeah. To like, it's sort of, like, midship, off to the side, right?
2: Uh, I think so, yes.
0: Yeah, I think that's it's just, like, it's, like, random, because you're, like walking around the ship and then all of a sudden it just drops you off like, I don't know, like 10 decks lower, eight decks lower. Uh, it does yeah. it does look pretty intense. Not necessarily my thing either, but they're obviously, again, we're talking about, you know, cruising being a copycat league and this is their right. answer to the great abyss on Royal Caribbean.
2: So, you know, again, not something that I would be interested in, but, you know, I'm sure the kids that will come on, Will probably love that, as well as the Prima Speedway, which is going to be on three levels. That's something that I would do.
0: This is the go karts.
2: Yeah, right. so it's um, it's going to be bigger than the Norwegian Encore, and then also you know that it has the three levels.
0: Amazing, amazing. So
2: I'm not sure if the other ships have two. I think just one or two this one
0: has has three i think they're just basically saying it covers three decks and that's just i don't know i would i would probably say it's even to the naked eye if you're in the car you probably wouldn't uh you wouldn't even really know too much of the difference but yeah of course it's a newer ship they're gonna make it bigger better better hopefully you know i don't know what how do you feel about this are you So when do you do that? Because I know you enjoy the occasional cocktail while you're on board. Now, uh, (laughs) are you you going to hop behind the wheel after a day of drinking, Sandy?
2: I mean, I'm very responsible, so I would not be doing that. I would probably do that before I started drinking, But I wonder if they, like, if they, you know, I mean, what are they going to do? Like, give everyone, like, a breathalyzer before they get on the racetrack? I don't think so. No, 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 no. no, You
0: didn't hear? You know. You didn't hear what they're doing? No, what? They're actually going to have one of the go-karts as a police car, and they're going to be pulling people over on, on. Yeah, okay. (laughs) No, I couldn't get you on that one? No. All right. Sorry. What else? What else is going on on this beautiful ship? Or did we cover (laughs) it all?
2: No, we did not. So one other thing that I, this is something that I didn't know. I mean, it's not really you know something that I'm really interested in, but I didn't know this. Um, something new for Norwegian are live game shows. Okay. So it's popular on other cruise lines. I guess Norwegian has never had this. Okay. So, so like win lose a draw having,
0: or like stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, like like you know like the newlywed show or something, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't know that um, they never had those.
0: Well, I think Norwegian does do that. They all do that, don't they? they I know they do the uh, scavenger hunt. I know that. They do the quest or whatever style situation. I mean, I don't know. You might be right. I, I can't imagine that they did. I know that they do on uh, Win, Lose, or Draw. They do, you know, real actual game shows. But a lot of the love and marriages and that those types of things, I think they happen across all the cruise lines. That's become like a real Real favorite. By the way, did you hear that Carnival is scrapping the hairy chest competition and the hairy legs competition? Or the best legs uh, competition?
2: No, oh, I'm really sad about that.
0: That's, I think that's going to be an outrage. I think people are going to get really mad about that. I think it is I think.
2: I think people are going to protest and maybe not want to go on a Carnival cruise anymore.
0: I agree that they're going to get a lot of pushback. My first instinct... was to say that they're probably going to have to reinstitute it because I don't know. Like you can't, somebody even said, you know, funship, like you're going to take that away. Like you called the funship and you're going to take that away. I think my gut without doing any research, and usually I like to do that. I like to come on the podcast and report on things without doing any research. That's kind of like my thing. Uh, But I feel like this is going to be their kind of direction towards going more family friendly. So they'll probably keep the quest or the, uh, whatever they, you know, they call it. They'll probably keep that because it's at night. They're probably thinking that putting it on the pool deck, the Lido deck in the middle of the daytime, uh, they're going to try to maybe, I don't know, clean it up a little bit for the kids maybe, but I do think they're going to get a tremendous amount of backlash for that.
2: You go on like a carnival ship to see that kind of stuff you know what i mean like you may not see that on other cruise lines but i mean it's just part of the the fun you know
0: yeah maybe it was legal maybe people getting hurt because it does get a little crazy people really do get out of control trying to outdo each other and nobody will try to do outdo each other like a you know 50 some something year old drunk (laughs) male just i mean just needs to show the belly and uh needs to kind of, you know, let everybody know that he's the life of the party and how it was back in the day when he was, you know, whatever. But yeah. we'll, we'll digress from that. But yeah, no, I'm really really excited about this cruise ship. I know you are. And where is it going? Is it is it where first of all, where is it going to be based out of?
2: It debuts in Southampton on August 12th. So, in about 2 weeks, it's going to start sailing. Okay. Um, And then it's scheduled to set sail from Amsterdam on an eight-night cruise to Iceland, and that's on August 17th. Then it's going to do a couple more Baltic cruises from Copenhagen and Amsterdam. Then it will be coming to New York, and that will be in September. No, no, I'm sorry. That is next year.
0: 2023, September 2023. Yes. Okay.
2: Yes, 2023, and then that's going to be going to Bermuda and Virginia. I, don't ask me why it's going to Virginia, but that's where it's going. You know, not really like a stop that I would be excited about, but Bermuda, Wait, obviously,
0: it's not going to. It's not going to. It's not going to sail from Virginia.
2: No. So I looked up the itinerary for next year. So it goes first to Norfolk. And then it will go to Bermuda gotcha. for three days. Yeah. Okay. I personally like the Charleston um stop right. more. Yeah. But, you know.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting that a cruise ship would be stopping in uh Norfolk, Virginia. Virginia. And I'm sure yeah. it's very nice there, but it's not, you know, it doesn't it's not at right. the tip of your tongue when you think in vacation destinations. Right. And I do know that uh, uh, Norwegian does that a lot as well. They will alternate their older ships and give them these breathtakingly, ridiculously beautiful itineraries, and let and then sell them that way, and then take their newer, most gorgeous ships and give them a little bit more pedestrian itineraries. I've seen that happen with with Norwegian, other cruise lines, but Norwegian seems to especially do that, especially out of New York.
2: And then some of the other itineraries are. Obviously, the Caribbean. Some stops include Cozumel, Great Stirrup Cay, Harvest Cay, Roatan. Okay, so
0: when it does the Caribbean, it's going to be hanging mostly west, That sounds like.
2: Yeah, so I'm interested in the one from New York, obviously, because that's where I am. So, you know, I hope to get on that. Prices, you know, they're a little higher. So I found a date of May 7th to the 14th for next year and an inside starts at about 1120
0: okay all right well yeah norwegian has committed to letting us know that there weren't going to be a ton of discounted cruises uh, in the near future they basically put it out there and then you're talking about this brand new gorgeous ship with all the bells and whistles i it's obvious they're not gonna there's not going to be too many discounts to be had at least right away that's understandable
2: Right. And there were some earlier dates, like I believe it was April, but I mean, I wouldn't want to, first of all, I wouldn't want to sail out of this area that early. And usually the weather that we're having here is the weather that they're having in Bermuda. So if it's a little chillier here, that's basically like how it's going to be there. So,
0: um,
2: you know, obviously those cruises are a little cheaper but it's also because the weather will be a little
0: cooler. Right. Bermuda, you got to do in the summertime. Straight summer. Yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Sandy, thank you so much for coming on for a few minutes and talking about the Norwegian Prima. I know you're excited about the ship. I am. A bunch of the cones are as well. And uh, who knows, we may see this uh, come up as a proposed cruise ship when we talk about the next Pirates and Pier Runners group cruise. What would you think of that?
2: That would be amazing, and I would sign up now.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. All right, Sandy, thanks again.
2: All right, thank you for having me.
0: All right, so before we get you out of here, I want to cover some things that are going on over in the Princess Cruises camp, and they are announcing its schedule. They're announcing the schedule for the Western Hemisphere, and that means North and South America, for the years 2023 and 2024. They're going where they haven't been before, on a level that they have not yet arrived at. So, uh, for the first time, they will be hitting up the South Pacific and Hawaii, and they're doing this from L.A., so... Picture some longer extended voyages with some later night stays at places like Hawaii, Tahiti, and Fiji. Sounds absolutely amazing. Again, I got to get out of the big three. I'm doing that, really. I don't count Bahama Paradise Cruise Line. I have cruised on there. But besides that, it's been strictly big three for me. That's all going to change on September 7th with this Virgin Voyages cruise. But I got to start including... You know cruise lines like Princess and cruise lines like Celebrity. You know, I'm becoming of a certain age, and I need to start acting like it. Right. Anyway, so they're hitting these absolutely exotic ports up that they've never done before. These are going to be on board the Crown, Diamond, Discovery. See, I'm not saying Princess after either one. Could do we have to do that? Is it is it not Princess like for me to you know put the Princess uh, suffix? After each one, all right, fine, I'll do it. The crown princess, the diamond princess, the discovery princess, the emerald princess, the sapphire princess, and last but not least, the ruby princess. They're also going to do some overnights in Honolulu. Man, I I wonder. Sometimes I just... When you talk about your cruise resume, I like mine. Mine is pretty uh, full. Now, it's not necessarily that diverse. I got to do Alaska at some point, of course, right? Sometimes I wonder, will I ever end up in Hawaii? I really would love it. I could see it happening. Just end end up on the West Coast, either San Fran or L.A. or something, and just hop on one of those beautiful ships and head over to the island. I hear Hawaii, which doesn't necessarily speak to my style of cruising that much, that in general, it goes dark after 8 p.m. So I'm sure, you know, you. a lot of the ships that are out there are not necessarily the latest and greatest state-of-the-art ships because, again, like I alluded to before, talking about Norwegian, you don't—you know, when the destinations are so exotic, you use the beautiful ships where the ships are the draw— to maybe a little bit more of the pedestrian or basic islands and you know what shouldn't even call them that because they're all beautiful aren't they Uh, but I did hear Hawaii goes dark after like 8pm there's an element of that type of thing to the Caribbean as well you know making friends with people in St. Thomas it is pretty interesting to hear that you know of course there's there's nights when the nightlife pops off of course but in general as a common practice it's just so beautiful and there's so much gorgeous sunlight that people want to do their partying during the day. So I don't know. I feel like that. And that's kind of like translated. I feel like the entire world has kind of like really discovered day. And I'll say the word power drinking because everybody, you know, you always at a game or during fishing, people love to drink during the day. But daytime power drinking has really been discovered like kind of like 10 years ago. I could tell you right now, nightlife in Manhattan used to be very simple. You get ready because everybody's coming out from 10 to 11. Half those people are already hung over. I couldn't believe it. You know, you walk around daytime weekends in New York City. If the, if it's in a little bit of a bar district, it's broad daylight, and you're seeing people, you know, just young people, 23, 25, 28, just walking out into the street drunk. Not even able to navigate their way through the intersections of New York City, cabs, you know, other cars just swerving out of the way, trying not to hit these people holding their shoes. It's out of control. Uh, Princess is also going to invade Galveston, uh, which is seems like to me one of the more fast, one of the fastest growing cruise ports in the world, right? Uh, most of those are going to be out of Galveston anyway. We'll be on the Regal Princess, and they'll be headed to many Western Caribbean islands. We all know what those are, Cozumel, things like that. Many of these cruises will embrace the company's More at Shore program, and that's a program which will offer later and potentially more immersive visits to many of these really, really nice destinations. Now, are you ready for this? Now, every once in a while, we talk about these. We don't go into too much detail. But it's, it's just, to me, I'm destined for a world cruise. But there's also going to be two 111-day world cruises that are going to hit up places like Alaska, Europe, South America. Or can you imagine? I don't care how many days the cruise is. You're on the same cruise ship that's going to end up on the same cruise that's going to be in Alaska, South America, and Australia in the same run. I mean, do we have any world cruisers in this community i'd love for you to raise your hand and by the way this is a good opportunity for me to remind you that we have you know we like to make your emails part of this show so you hit me up at tommy at alwaysbebooked.com uh answer some questions that i post throughout the show ask some questions leave some comments give some feedback make some corrections any comments whatsoever we'd love to have you that's right no no i'm I'm actually talking to you. We'd love to have you be a part of the show. So it's crazy, these world cruises. Can you imagine the debarkation process? That's got to be like moving out of an apartment. After 111 days, you're in the last couple of days, you know. (laughs) I got a feeling you're not as sad. You're probably not quite as sad. I mean, I could do it. I could do 111 days, no problem. You know, I could do it standing up, standing on my head. (laughs) To use a prison reference, but I would absolutely love it. But yeah, I'm sure there's an element of, okay, well, you know, that's, that was lovely. That's that. That'll be all. That'll be enough though. Right. Yeah. But if we do have any world cruisers in the community, please let me know. I would like to hear from you guys. Tell me what it's really like to be on a world cruise. Give some, I guess, details. When you go on a cruise like that, you know, there's the expectations that everybody has. Wow, you know what? It's really long. You know what? Same food over and over it gets a little tiring. You know, the same crew, you see the same people. There's probably. Uh, A lot of good things that you love about it. The consistency is great. Seeing these amazing ports of call out of control. You know, there's a level of familiarity and comfort you get with being with the crew that long. But what are some of the unexpected things that you're going to get from being on a 111 day or even a 70 day cruise? You know there are some, so I'd love to anybody who has been on a world cruise. Let me know, Tommy at AlwaysBeBooked dot com. Send me an email. Send me all types of emails. I want to hear them. I'm going to put you on the show. We're going to read it out loud, and that has become a lifeblood of the show. We don't have any this week. We know that we've been away for a while. Maybe you didn't hear. They didn't tell you we were away, but we are back. So. That's pretty much it. Hope you enjoyed the show today. This is the first show back. Uh, hopefully, I'm shaking off some of the proverbial rust that I might have. I already feel better as the day as the show went on. I felt a little more comfortable. You know, it's it's just got to get your seat legs back. That's what we're doing out here. Check me out on the Facebook group. Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. Please follow me on Instagram. Comment, like, all that stuff. Uh, Always Be Booked on Instagram. Guys, I gotta make a big YouTube push. I don't know if you guys heard or not, but YouTube, they wanna a thousand subscribers no problem we got that but then they also want four thousand hours viewed now this is my fault i haven't produced any content so what do i expect but i am going to start producing content and uh that's what it's going to be so we'll talk again on thursday guys you'll hear the interview with john the rooster clay kowski from the ship show and uh until then boat drinks cones
1: there's a place where the boat leaves from it takes away. all your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part set of them nine on tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leads from, it takes away. I love your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leads Jimmy There's a perfectly good island somewhere Where I'll ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away, I love your big problems You could worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down to where the boat leads from it takes away. I look at big problems. You got as you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leads from. So get away. To where the boat leads from it takes away. I look at big problems. You got as you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the so get away. To where the boat leads from it takes away. I look at big problems, you got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat from.